Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to a special episode of the Sample Hour. I'm joined by a gentleman who I first met on email, who had a encrypted email from Proton Mail. We'll give Proton Mail some uh, love. And uh, this gentleman is an urban farmer in the great. Am I allowed to say where you are at? Do you want me to talk? Sure. About it? Okay. Sure. In the great state of New Jersey, where you're not allowed to pump your own gas, <laughs> and where superintendents poop in the middle of football fields on a daily basis. Uh, did you see that, by the way? That guy? No, that he, I, didn't, oh, I didn't hear about that. No. It was pretty funny. He was doing it daily, and they, I think they caught him on cameras. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I just I thought that was funny because it was like how many kids were blamed? How many, how many administrators kissed that guy's butt? but uh you are an urban farmer and also an it guy so you're doing Mm -hmm. urban farming part-time but um dan welcome to the show thank you it's a a real honor to be on the show like i've been listening to the show especially your uh, two beers with with charles that's what uh uh, got me into your show to begin stuff actually that you talked about on the show kind of inspired me to the things that I'm doing in my life right now. So thank you. No problem, man. I was always happy to respond to your emails when it was either how to get started. And I said, just start and be willing to mess stuff up. And then you got started and then you're on the news. So, I mean, that was pretty (laughs) cool, man. I mean, you went from like writing me and saying, uh, how do I get started? What do you think? Do you think you, would you do this or anything? And I always try to respond mm-hmm. to you as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. uh, to you sending me a link of you on the news. So you, you took action pretty quick. So, um, so yeah, so, what, uh, so what, let's talk about your context. Let's talk about urban farming yeah. in New Jersey. You thought about moving to Ohio, and you, yep. just, and you decided you wanted to stay in the garbage land state. I'm in the Garden State. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm not hey, a fan of New Jersey. No, man. no. I, hey, I appreciate you doing this because one of us had to do it, right? So yeah, yeah. Better, better, better you than me, because <laughs> I have to live here. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> so let's. I mean, let's. So let's talk about your background. Like, so you're in IT, which is a, It's mm-hmm. a pretty good field, right? I mean, there was another yeah. guy, uh, Tim Tim Keefe. He's in IT as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there's a few people in IT that I know that listen to the show. So what, um, you know, so why why did you want to farm? Like, what made yeah. you say, I want to farm? So for, for years, like, before there was a Drew Sample show, before, like, all this stuff, uh, um, I always wanted to start my own business. Like, I realized years and years ago that working for someone else was not was not the answer if you were looking for what uh, Charles Hugh Smith usually talks about agency you know if you you know be your own man and and be self-actualized you had to you know at some point you want to do your own thing you want to have your own business um, and and what, what was frustrating all those years is that all these business books of you know all these books on how to start your own business you'd open them up and chapter after chapter after chapter it was just philosophy it's like well some people, are afraid or some people are not motivated it's like i yeah i get all that now tell me like what's the first step <laughs> you know yeah um and then listening to your show initially just you know enjoying two beers with charles and then you kept mentioning this guy from from canada 
you know, Curtis Stone, and he's got this book. And at first, I just heard it's like, oh, gardening, you know. And I was, I was already on the track of like the whole like homesteading thing, you know. I wanted to grow my own food in the yard and all that. And that's that's as far as you know, uh, uh, my uh, my imagination could go with it, you know, just the whole homesteading thing. And so I didn't catch on immediately, but you know, you, you piqued my curiosity. So okay, so then I finally checked out the book. And I first I checked it out of the library, and I said, "Oh my God, this is it! This is what I've been looking." I'm talking about uh, Curtis uh, Stone's book. Yeah. I said, "You know, this is this is it. This guy is walking you step by step by step how to set this business up." And that's what I was looking for, like almost my whole life. And here's this guy actually, you know, giving you step by step instructions. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it didn't immediately take off from there but it was like you know i had to return to the book to the library so i'm like i did i did take some notes the the, uh the couple of weeks that i had it checked out and uh it's like yeah you know i was still you know well i still am but i was i was definitely still just doing uh you know working in the world of software and it was like yeah someday i've got to look over the notes and and i've got to buy that book and and start putting that together. I returned the book. I went on with my life. I continue to listen to your show. And then, yeah, I was going to move to the Ohio, Indianapolis, somewhere thereabouts. I was doing some contract work for a tech company out there. And I said, yeah, you know, I should just move out there and then, and then start, you know, try to start this up. And it was actually you who said, man, what are you going to wait to move anywhere for, man? Just do it. Like, do it now, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, you know, he's got a point. Okay. You're like, you know, you can just start with some microgreens. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then you were, you know, you were generous enough to, to share the, uh, I think, uh, uh, Curtis's uh, business partner, Luke Callahan, his book. And uh, I looked over that book. And, and again, another good book that's like walks you step by step. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. It was late in the season, uh, but I gave it a shot. Um, you know, I, I have had some money saved up. Um, so I invested in, you know, the trays and all that. And I, and I gave it a shot. And then, you know, it's like, once you start something like that, you know, you can't just pull back. You're like, well, I started this, I now have this brand and people are starting to know about it. So, you know, you need to capitalize on that. So, even even if I and many times I was losing money, even even if I was losing money, I was still going to the farmer's market every week because the way I was looking at it is like, well, for, forget about I'm not going to make any money on this. My my whole thing is just the branding. And so I really hit hard with the branding. I would have people sign up to a email list. Uh, I developed a logo um, for uh, Microorb Farms is, is the name of my farm, developed a logo for it. Uh, eventually a banner that I use at the market and just a lot of branding, a lot of sales, a lot of marketing and yeah. And, and hitting the, uh, um, uh, and this is upon the advice also of, of Luke and Curtis, just hitting the, the your local media hard. And finally, this really nice, uh, um, reporter, uh, Nina Barati, who uh, eventually she, uh, she resigned and moved to uh, a news station in, in, in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. But uh, she was, you know, Curtis talks a lot about uh, talks a lot about the first adopter. She was, so she was in the news media. She was my first adopter. She was the, the first one who gave me a shot. Uh, and this is this was with uh, SMJ Today, and and so that's where you saw that that link. 
And the awesome thing about those guys is that the link is still there. Like if you just Google SMJ Today Backyard Farms, there'll be a link in the show notes. Thank you, thank you. And and it'll and it's still there. Um, you know, they haven't taken it down. Well, you so should record really, it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, I I did, I did. It's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's in my my channel on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, send me. Yeah. I'll put your link. Screw okay. Your link. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's so that's how it got started. So you Thanks got, to you. <laughs> yeah, well, so so what did um, when did you start? Because um, you're doing something that I'm not even doing. Well, there's a couple of things you're 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 doing that I have not done. I've not hit out any media or anything. Um, but I mean, are you more profitable now? I mean, did you shut down shop in the winter time, or did you did you go so, to any restaurant customers, or or is it mainly just farmers market sales? So. Um, so at the end of the of, of last year, I this I mean this was just uh, I guess the the word for it I don't get to use it often serendipitous I guess <laughs> where I kind of just naturally organically ran into a uh, a chef um, they hadn't been open for that long it was an owner operator that was near where I did my first farmers market and I said some just something inside me said you need to go in there and talk to that guy so I went in there with a fresh sheet and you know that whole thing I brought. Uh, samples and he's like yeah you know uh right now i already got a guy um uh, from uh, this other you know it was like a competitor somewhere i got a guy that i'm buying from and his cousin works here so i can't do him wrong you know yada yada and then like, a couple of months later i'm at the farmer's market which is across the street from that restaurant and he comes over and he says listen man in august i've got an order that i want to start you know uh you know i want to i want to buy from you and then that's how our relationship started. So since I would say consistently since the fall of last year, uh, that's been my, my number one uh, restaurant customer. And at first, uh, consistently, it's been uh, microgreens, in particular radish shoots. And, uh, but now he's been purchasing you know, my other stuff, uh, salad greens, uh, uh, radishes. And whatever it is that you know he likes to cook with that that I grow. In fact, at this point, I mean he's so professional, he's so awesome, the chef that I will grow specialty items for him. In fact, today I just germinated some uh, mini bell peppers uh, for him, and there's a couple other items that I'm going to grow just for him because he's been so cool about it. Uh, you know, he, he he again another first adopter gave me a shot, and a year later, and he's still with me. And so I, I really appreciate him for that. And uh, but aside, I have kind of been um, there's a couple other restaurants that I've kind of, you know, delivered to. But that's that's kind of one of the trials and tribulations that we could talk about where it's been challenging because uh, either the uh, restaurant won't be very forthright, you know, kind of unprofessional or they'll say, yeah, 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 I'll buy, I'll buy. And then tell me something like. Oh, sorry, I haven't been in touch with you. I lost my phone. It's like that doesn't make you look good, my friend. <laughs> you know, it just comes off as uh, unprofessional. And so, you know, I literally uh, drew do not have like literally do not have time to that because I've got like I th- right now I have one, two, three, uh, and I just acquired another one, four plot in like three different towns, not including my backyard. So I literally have to. Get it, and, and right now I don't have an irrigation system, so I have to get in my car and drive through the, to these three different towns. Uh, you, you know, when it's especially when it's hot, like almost every single day, 
uh, either to water, to harvest, to germinate. So I literally do not have time for anyone that's not serious. So. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, so how are you managing these different plots? So I um, I almost did that, and I just decided to just double down on the microgreens because it was mm. I had customers, and it was kind of the highest dollar per you know value for crop. Um, how are you managing it, especially without irrigation? I mean, is it are you losing? Are you tracking like your miles and? Um, is it is so, it profitable for you to be managing those different locations? So it's uh, it's getting to the point where um, I'm getting a return, especially on uh, the the very first plot that was uh, uh, in this other town. Is that um, the one that was on TV? Yes, that one. So that one, I've already started to generate some income with that one, um, and I'm going to be generating more. Now that particular one, um, I'm actually going to, uh, so again, Curtis talks about this thing where at first I didn't really pay attention to it, where he uh, uh, talks about by rotation. And now that I'm kind of, you know, thinking, my God, this is a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of running around every day. So I'm considering turning that one into, uh, well, I am gonna turn that one into by rotation. I've got some kale that finally germinated really well. So, you know, he talks about uh, uh, kale, squash, tomatoes, uh, beets, and carrots. Uh, he considers those uh, birotational crops. So in that plot, I'm now going to be uh, turning it into mostly kale, carrots, uh, although I'm starting to tweak my own version of birotational. Tomatoes are not going to be there because even Curtis says this, that you have to tend to them every day with the hard pruning. Also with the uh, uh, zucchinis, even though I already have a bed developing there, uh, but you know once once they start to mature, you've got to be there every day so they don't you know they don't get too huge. So I'm starting to tweak my own birotational where I consider it to be like kale, carrots, uh, arugula, and I say arugula because arugula oh and cilantro. And the reason why I'm choosing those two, considering those birotational, is because those take uh, a while to germinate and to fully mature. So it kind of gives me a breather. So I look at it like any crop that takes a while to mature and I don't have to tend to it as often, I'm, I'm considering those birotational. And so those are what I'm grouping together in those birotational uh, plots. So are you, are you direct seeding into the beds? Or are you doing transplants? How are you doing I'm, the arugula? Yeah, so the arugula, I'm direct seeding. I was able this year to, with the so with the money that uh, I was able to make on just doing the microgreens over the fall and winter, um, and again, thanks to that one uh, restaurant customer, I invested in the, uh, a few things, season extension equipment as well as uh, the, uh, the Earthway Cedar. Uh, eventually, I, you know, I'd like to graduate to the Jang Cedar, but right now I'm working with the Earthway Cedar. Um, and so I'm direct seeding with that for the arugula um, and uh, the spinach. Uh, the only thing I am transplanting is the lettuce, the squash, the kale, and yeah, those those three main ones that I can think of right now I'm transplanting. But uh, everything else like carrots, uh, spinach, uh, arugula, uh, red Russian kale, I'm direct seed. <clears throat> so when will you? When is your plan to get irrigation? I would I would have gone 
with irrigation before season extension. So I, yes. that's, that's kind of like, that was kind of when I heard you say that, like, cause irrigation is like, it's such a key. I mean, I had multiple yes. conversations with Luke about irrigation. Yes. Yes. So, so part of that trial and tribulation is realizing where I'm, you know, kind of maybe should have gone this way instead of that way. So, um, this year I'm seriously looking at, uh, irrigation, uh, in particular, uh, for the, uh, I have a couple of hoop houses last year. I just had one this year. I've got a, a second one where I keep the tomatoes. And so I definitely want to get uh, irrigation system, at least in the hoop houses to start. And, you know, as, as more revenue starts to come in, I would like to do it for those beds that have the, the squash and kale, um, and, you know, you know, work up to the point where, uh, some, if not all, of my plots will have it. So that'll at least uh, give me a breather from all the running around. I could focus my energy elsewhere and also, you know, save on 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 gas. Yeah. What's uh? How much land are you are you currently farming? Altogether, with these plots, uh, they're about a tenth of an acre. The the uh, there's one where I was uh, just kind of just. Sometimes I hang out with the homeowners. Uh, it gives me a breather when I'm like the other day it was just really hot, and um, they told me, "Hey, you know uh, th- these beds, you know you, you make them as long as you want, do you?" As, and I said, "Oh, I could could I do like 50 foot beds? Oh, man, as long as you want, you just do whatever you want and make them as long. Oh, perfect. And to me, you know that's that's kind of like the gold standard of beds. You know, you can make like nice long 50 foot beds." So for the first time for this uh, 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 second plot, well, actually third plot, uh, the homeowner is going to allow me 50-foot beds. So I think I'll be able to get at least six 50-foot beds out of out of their uh, backyard. So that that would be awesome. Super cool, man. So so do you still plan on leaving New Jersey at some point, or what's your? Or are you planning you know, on just staying, or what's what's what is, what is your plan? That is a great question. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around um, because you know I started this and I, I wanted to to grow legs as they say. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna stick around, but I'm hoping in the future if I could get to that level of like where Curtis is today, that I could maybe get that one you know special guy, that number one guy that I could be like, look, I've taught you everything I know. You know, you run this like it's yours, and maybe I could go hang out with you in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I mean, you're always welcome to come and hang out. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest thing is, um, which I see, because you still have your full-time job, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the biggest thing is, is if you can find somebody that can help you part-time, that you can pay part-time or trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just divide and conquer. I mean, you figure out what skill sets they're good at or they want to do, and then you figure out what you want to do. And then, I mean, that's that's pretty much what Rich and I are doing now because Rich is way – he's way more into seeding things and growing things and, you know, being kind to the plants and, and being a plant whisperer. And I'm all about sales and driving numbers and driving, you know, sales and getting the business to its 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 point of growth to where we're kind of maxed out with uh the indoor and but yeah i mean so i think you know i i I think that's a good idea i think 
I mean, first things first, I think you really need to get irrigation going just so you can mm-hmm. uh, save yourself. But um, you're just – so you're doing – how do you manage your day with your full-time job in the farming business? Yeah, so right now, um, because, you know, the kind of industry I'm in, it allows for uh, remote work. So I, I do work from home. And by the way, to add to the challenges, I, I just became a dad. So Congratulations, I, um, man. Thank you. <laughs> so I have a two-month-old son. And so, you know, being able to work uh, remotely really does help. And so uh, there's flexibility with my day job in terms of schedule. And so what I do is um, I, I plan my day where I, I get up uh, early in the morning. Um, I, I like to get up early in the morning of my own volition. In other words, you know, not my son waking me up, but... Uh, you know, I like to get up at five in the morning, uh, make my cup of coffee, uh, and just plan out my day. I like to get to the to my plots as early as possible because in the area that I live in, once rush hour hits, uh, it's 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 murder. It's horrible. So I like to get out early in the morning, get to my plots, do whatever it is I need to take care of, whether it's to string up my tomatoes, whether it's to harvest uh, some spinach, uh, water, of course. Um, I like to get that done so that by 12 in the afternoon, I'm done. I've been to all my plots by 12. Uh, and then I could head back home and whatever I didn't do in the morning uh, in terms of my day job, I can do it in the evening. That's pretty cool. And then uh, how did you meet the homeowners who are allowing you to farm their yard? Yeah, so let me see. My first one, he was uh, – literally across the street from the farmer's market and what I was doing. So my wife and I were doing the farmer's market together and I had a whole bunch of flyers drawn up that I printed off of the Craigslist uh, ad that I have looking for for plots. And so it was kind of slow that day of farmer's market. So I told my wife, I said, you stay here, Amanda, you know, the kiosk, whatever, I'm going to grab these flyers and just start uh, taping them on on all these you know, houses in the back of us. And I did that. And a couple hours later, this couple, they're, you know, just kind of browsing the farmer's market. And they turned to me and they said, oh, that's the guy that left the flyer at our, at our house. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's my flyer. I said, oh, yeah, I'm glad that we, I'm glad we, we saw you because we saw this flyer. We got excited right away. We definitely want you to, to, you know, farm in our backyard. So that's how I met them. Uh, and that's how I got my, my first one. Then um, I was, uh, whenever I had uh, some downtime, I would I kept going uh, door to door. I, did, I don't knock on doors. I just take the flyer to, to their door. Um, and so I, did, I haven't gotten anyone that way just yet. Uh, the second one was actually another vendor at that same farmer's market who said, hey, I just bought a house in such and such town. And I, I think this is a great idea. I definitely don't want to have to mow my own lawn at this new house I bought, you know, and that's the one that came out on the news. And so that's how I got my second one. Uh, the, the, the third one that I got was through word of mouth of that second one. Um, and then the, the, uh, there, there's actually two more that I have yet to develop. Those were word of mouth as well. So lately it's been mostly word of mouth. And I've actually done a couple of presentations at the, a local library and every time people come in to listen to my presentation i'll at least get one person to say hey uh, would you mind doing my backyard 
And so that's how I've been getting them lately, mostly word of mouth. So are eventually are you going to try to get everything in the same town? Definitely. Definitely. That's my goal to try to get uh, um, everything in, in one town. I'm right now I'm, I'm in this position where it's like, you know, that saying beggars can't choose. So I'm like saying yes to everything, you know, just to get something going. And then eventually I'm going to try to mold it into like, okay, you know, I, I need everything around this area. And I'm hoping that as this picks up, you know, this concept, uh, and more and more people hear about it, that I can, that I can uh, actually do that. Do you uh, have, do you like have a contract with the landowners? Yes. I have, uh, I have the, uh, that MOU that uh, Curtis uses. Uh, uh, so I, I use that and I use that, uh, application called hello sign and i just send it to them electronically they read over it you know electronically sign it send it back i sign it and you know uh, we're good to go of course i always i always visit their plot first i do go through that same process of looking for weed pressure pest pressure uh the biggest challenge in, in my area is uh shade obstruction because we live in an area where there's just trees everywhere so there's actually I've actually seen a lot more yards that I've had to turn up, turn down because of uh, just trees everywhere. And, you know, a lot of people, they're not aware of that. They're just, oh, you can't use my, no, I mean, look, you've got trees all over the place. You know, you can't get enough sun here. And I've actually, from the uh, news program, I've actually gotten people all the way from like Cape May, which is like an hour from here, write to me, say, hey, you know, my, my dad has like uh, a huge quarter acre that, you know, you're welcome to use, you know. So, you know, the the response has been uh, um, positive, not just locally, but even in other counties that are further away from me, which I wish I could use, you know, but it's just, that's too far. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, so your wife too, so you said earlier that you and her do the farmer's market together where mm -hmm. you did. So how, how, so she's she's on board with this too. So I think that's important for people to oh, realize because yes. I feel like farming can make or break relationships. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. It's good to have. You know, if you're if you're in a relationship, uh, that significant other has to understand the significance of it. You know, understand the significance of sustainability, of uh, of you know being able to. Uh, uh, hey, you know, I look at it like this. Uh, if, the worst thing that could happen if all this uh, fails is I have a, a ton of food <laughs> that I could just, you know, use. That's right. So that that's how I would, you know, look at it. Well, very cool, man. Um, well, this is what I say we do, Dan. I think we, uh, we're at the beginning of the season. We can, I think, check in. We, we talked about it in an email, maybe check in in a, a couple months and then again at the end of the season. Uh, what, uh, so what are your goals for this season? So my goals is right now is to kind of study my market and see what it is that they want. It's been hit or miss at the front market, the micro -reads. I in the sense that I had to figure out what the what customers liked. I'm, I'm noticing in my context uh, that people are into pea shoots, but then I'm exploring other microgreens that I think they would like based on the full-size produce that they enjoy and also with the full-size produce tweaking you know what in my context they like more uh so it's what the the farmer's market customer likes then looking at what chefs are into so another goal is also picking up more uh owner operator chefs for now 
Uh, I don't, I'm not ready for the big, uh, we do have a couple of, uh, big, uh, uh, they're not chains, but they, you know, big restaurants that have a couple of, of, uh, restaurants in different locations. I'm not ready for those yet. I'm still looking for people who are on my level, you know, own no operators, just like my, my first restaurant is and, uh, get something going consistently, consistent revenue with those, and then eventually expand. And also, I'm also looking for owner operator, uh, grocery stores, which there's a couple that I have in my sites that when I'm when I'm ready when I you know to impress them I'm going to approach them and and uh, I'm fairly confident I'll be able to get their business. Uh, eventually, of course, looking for more plots and I'm still hitting up the uh, local media um, <clears throat> uh, and hopefully you know just getting more coverage in that way. Awesome, man. Well, Dan, thanks for coming on the show and, and sharing your story, man. It's inspiring for me because I, I get lulled into uh, this show, and it's it's cool to have someone like you uh, write me and get inspired and then create your own business. And, uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm i really excited for you, man, and you make me excited to Thank keep, you. keep doing the things I'm doing. So, um if people want to contact you, Dan, what's the best way for people to contact you or talk to you or follow what you're doing? Yeah, uh, you can go to my website. It's uh, it's a microherb. That's m i c r o u r b uh, dot club. So I made really distinct <laughs> uh, URL. So microherb dot club, and there's a contact page, uh, a working contact page. So you can hit me up through there. That's great. That's great. Well, everyone, hit up Dan if you wanna if you wanna follow what he's doing. Also, he didn't say follow him and subscribe to him on YouTube. Dan does post videos. Um, yes. And so subscribe to him on YouTube. And uh, if anybody else has been inspired by me, because I I really want to inflate my own ego right now. <laughs> if anybody else has been inspired by me to start your business. Feel free to write me at thesamplehour at gmail.com, yeah. much like Dan did, and then we can become friends and you can come on yeah. the show. So, yeah, I mean, how could they not be inspired by the show? Man, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just, I, just, I, I just ramble. I feel like I ramble and interrupt my guests and all the time. So uh, I'm just a normal guy, Dan. I just... Some... Yeah, but, but, you, but you're doing something extraordinary. You're, you have a, a medium that's covering local stuff, inspirational stuff, positive stuff that affects the everyday person. And that's one of the, the, the major selling points that got me hooked. So. Well, that's that's really good. I, I, I don't even know what to say my show's about. So that is that's a that's that's very kind and very uh it makes me feel really good, Dean. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for tuning in. And look forward to bringing you guys another episode soon.